you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, October 24th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. He is our resident head coach and quarterback, Whisper who was himself a three-time All-American quarterback and national champion at Northern Michigan University. He is the Moochie Man, Steve Mariucci. Hello, Coach. So you uh, dug some research up, didn't you, right, to find all that Division II back-in-the-day stuff? I said nothing about Division II. That's out of your mouth. As far as I'm (laughs) concerned, you are a three-time All-American and national champion at any place. Well, thanks for talking about That is exciting and impressive. And the other he, he, is our resident winner of the Marty Glickman Award for Excellence in Play-by-Play Broadcasting. Did you know that? Marty Glickman, yes. <laughs> he has covered the Mets, the Knicks, the entire Pac-12, and now the entire NFL. He is the sweet potato kid. He is Mike Yam. Welcome back, Yammer. You do not mess around with these intros. I will take it. Sweet. I will t- dig in deep. I, uh, we've done the damn show how many times, and he always got a new gem for the me. sweet potato kid. Oh, yeah, we're trying. Today, we are sifting through the rubble of week seven, looking for signs of life from the Bucks and the Packers. Mooch will explain why both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have made the painful but inevitable transition from goat to human being. And Mike Yam will attempt for a sixth time in seven weeks to restrain his fanboy impulses and sound objective and grounded about his New York Giants. But first, this. Heineken going to take a shot towards McCord, near sideline, it's caught! Touchdown, Washington! A 37-yard bomb from Heineke to McLaurin! Best throw I saw all day now. Is a Washington (laughs) Commander's win worthy of a lead story? It is now. And yes, the reductive headline writers amongst us want to make this game about the failure of the back-to-back MVP. But let's not be cynical. Let's be celebratory and give a little love to the team that constructed a win, not the team that conjured up yet another loss. Coach, did Taylor Heineke just help Ron Rivera up from the hot seat. Well, you know, we've seen Taylor Heineke play well before, haven't we? He's got a bunch of starts under his belt. And when they're down 14 to 3 in the second quarter, I'm going, hmm, maybe we're going to see Sam Howell, the kid they drafted. I don't know, sooner or later. I like the kid from Carolina, kid from right? Carolina, right? Yeah, he did the whiteboard with Mooch on the, uh, at the combine. I'm going, maybe he's going to get a shot. Well, what happens? The Packers can't move the ball. Heineke is fighting back. And all of a sudden, uh, I don't know about hot seats for Ron Rivera, but here he goes again, pulls out a huge win. I don't know if that was a bigger win for Washington or a tougher loss for the Packers. That was devastating. Um, and and, and uh, McLaurin beat Jair Alexander with a perfect throw to, to go ahead in that game. That was a big-time throw and a big-time win for them. I loved what I heard from Taylor Heineke after the game, Mike Yam. He said, uh, 
I don't listen to the doubters. I have no interest in trying to prove myself to the doubters. What I am trying to do is prove myself to the guys who believe in me. I love his positivity. It's a little Ted Lasso-esque. I think it's great. I think it's exactly what the Washington Commanders, you, my Washington you, Commanders, needed at this time. You watch Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Am I the only one who canceled Apple Plus waiting for Ted Lasso to come back to renew? Oh, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, anyway, that's besides the point. No. Oh, I'm all over it. Yes. What did you see about this kid and this performance that you liked? Look, it's not often where I can pat myself on the back, but why not, right? I mean, last week, you and I were hanging out, Drew. What did I say? I was like, this this might be a good thing for the commanders. Yes, you did. Making a little bit of a switch here. I think even the bigger question, and Coach, I love that you brought that up, sort of this fight that this Washington team has. We'll never know the answer to it, and because this is a podcast, it's sort of like talk radio. I'll throw out the topic anyway. I don't know if Washington comes back in this football game if Carson Wentz is their starting quarterback. Yeah. There's there's like this it factor. There's this moxie. There's something different when you watch Taylor out on the football field compared to Carson Wentz. And I don't know if it's something tangible that you can really put your finger on it, but there is a different vibe. And we've seen this across the National Football League. Uh, Andrew, and you're well aware of this. Sometimes teams respond differently to players when they're under center. And I, I think this is the case in Washington. I think it is too. Coach, let's talk about your Green Bay Packers. We all know the recipe. Why do you call them my Green Bay Packers? Because I grew up a Packer fan, maybe? Or well, I no, have because you, uh, you, you at home? Because you cashed, you cashed a whole bunch of checks for years uh, from the Green Bay Packers. So, so you inherited them. You worked for them. You did wonders for them. And so, yes, now they are yours through good and bad, thick and thin. This is thin. Let's talk about it. Multiple MVPs, Super Bowl wins, incredible comebacks, Hail Marys, gold jackets. These are all key ingredients to immortality. But what's the recipe for mortality? Because this goat and the one in Tampa have gone from goats to human beings in a hurry. What is your recipe for mortality? How did this happen so quickly to these two extraordinary players? Yeah, well, I want you to know, too, when I was coaching there, collecting a check, as you said, Andrew, <laughs> that I put my all four of my kids on the on the season ticket waiting list 30 years ago, and they still don't have tickets, all right? Wow. That's how that's how popular that's it is That's how much juice there. you've got 140, in that. <laughs> I got no juice. If 140,000 are on that list, and my kids are still on it, maybe before I die or they die, maybe they'll get a ticket. I don't know. Now, let's talk Packers. Because for 30 years plus, they have been winning games and having great quarterbacking and the whole thing, and they still have a great quarterback. Yeah, All right, let's let's rewind everybody. The two goats are still the goats, but there's a but here. This goes to show you that football is the ultimate team sport. Even a goat needs a supporting cast, yeah. and and the the similarities between what. Aaron Rodgers is going through in Green Bay and what Tom Brady, the other GOAT, is going through in Tampa are similar. The receiving core on each team is not even close to what it's been in the past. All right? They're not, whether it's from injuries or from free agency, they're not the same, and Aaron Rodgers is feeling it big time right now. You know, when you, when you, when you throw against zone, a quarterback can just pick you apart, boom, boom, boom. But when teams say, we're going to man up on these receivers yeah. because we can run with these guys. There's no threat to beat us deep or separate. Every throw is a tight throw, and the receiver's got to win. Not just the quarterback, but the receiver has to win. And so they're going through some of that. So are the Bucks. Um, it's not just about missing Gronk with the Bucks or AB. It's just it's injuries. It's just they're out of sync. There's another reason. There's another reason. The game's not seven on seven. It's football with 11 on 11. And offensive linemen have to protect these quarterbacks, even though they're getting rid of the ball quickly because they have to. And, you know, otherwise, they're not going to survive. They're getting rid of the ball in two and a half seconds or less for survival, okay? The offensive lines are not as good as they have been, whether that's from injury or free agency. That's just how it goes with the ebb and flow of, of, of a long career. And so they're both three and four. They're both fighting through the same kind of uh, issues and problems right now. Luckily for the Bucks, they're in a division that's winnable. They're three and four, and they 
lead. They lead the division. division. There's nobody that's threatening them. The Saints, uh, Carolina, they're not, it's, it's a division they're going to win. They could have a 9-8 and eight or 8-9 eight record and still win that division this year. Not, not the case with the Packers. No. Because the Vikings have a favorable schedule. They could and should win that division, beating the Packers already. Packers are fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, they are. And that's going to be difficult we right would, now. I, I don't started. think we would have predicted that at the beginning no of the way, season. No way, no chance. And we will talk about that other fallen angel, uh, Tom Brady, coming up. But let's circle back one last time on Aaron Rodgers. If you look at his stat line from yesterday, 23 for 35, 194, and two touchdowns. Didn't throw a pick. Didn't cough up a fumble. He always manages to have kind of a clean jersey stat line, even in a loss. But my question for you, and then we'll finish with you, Mike. But my question for you, Mooch, is something I think I heard you say in the meeting. Is this Packers team average without Rodgers mm-hmm. or just plain bad without Rodgers right They're now? not bad because their defense is pretty good. They're, they're probably an average team without Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, he only had 47 yards passing in the first half. A lot of that 194 came late in the game. Yeah. And guess what? Aaron Jones caught the two touchdowns, a running back, not any receivers. Yeah. So that's where that's where his skillful support is coming from, is the backfield. But what, what do you do differently? Because, you know, I watch a lot of college football on Saturdays, and a lot of times, Coach, and you know this because of your days around the college game, if things aren't working for you, like it's start from scratch, we got to do something different. There's a new scheme. There's something that, that you can point to. When you get to Sunday football, like these are the dudes you're rolling with. They didn't complete a – didn't have a third down – conversion in this football oh for six first time in his career 1999 brett Favre was their quarterback the last time that had was like 370 games if i am not mistaken rogers hadn't even graduated high school 99 i was i was trying to figure out how much hair product to, to put into my hair for that high school you still dance. are i was watching I you get okay a few of makeup too but like what are you supposed to do Busted. these are the dudes that they're rolling with they're not going to get faster. I don't know if the separation is going to like. I don't know how so, you execute differently. So that's why it'll be interesting to see if they entertain any receivers on another team before the trade deadline to see if they can grab a guy. Yeah. But they need to get, I don't know when Randall Cobb's coming back. He's out. Christian Watson, the, the receiver they took in the second round, the first guy they grabbed, he's been out. You know, and, and so, and Sammy Watkins just got back from an injury. Um, they, Romeo got shut out yesterday. Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs. Zero. They, they were winning the game 14-3. to three, They were. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they're just going to win the game they should win. And then all of a sudden, nothing's happening. Nothing. I know it's, it's too reductive to talk about desire, but I did see something in Taylor Heineke that I didn't see, quite honestly, in Aaron Rodgers. I saw a kid who was willing to battle, knew he was going to be in a battle to yeah. the end. And I keep seeing from Aaron Rodgers a certain disconnect, a, you know, you can read his lips very clearly. What in the blank are we doing out here? He seems disaffected with every drive. Taylor Heineke seems driven by every drive. That's probably too simple. We'll move on. And we will stay in the (laughs) NFC East, not the (laughs) NFC least, as was expected, the NFC beast. And coach, let's make Mike Yam wait yet another minute or two before going to Gotham. And let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Play action fake. Prescott's going to throw it in the end zone to Peyton Henderson on National Tight End Day for his first professional touchdown. Dak Prescott, 19 for 25, 207 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown to the name of the day, Peyton Hendershot. They rushed the ball 32 times for 139 yards. Zeke had two touchdowns. Mike Yam, did the Cowboys win this? Or did the Lions lose it? And before you answer, I want to remind our listeners what the Lions did. They outpossessed the Cowboys. They had five turnovers, two picks, three fumbles. This was a four-point game with less than four minutes to play on the clock. That scoreline flatters the Cowboys enormously, in my estimation. So, Mike, did the Cowboys win it or did the Lions lose it? It's so funny because no one can see me doing this. You're giving the stats that I was going to look up. For as much as we make such a huge deal on television about Dak Prescott, the quarterback coming back, the big storyline, to me, this is all about Dallas's defense. The Detroit Lions, last time I checked, Obviously not an effective defensive team. So I, I'm, I wasn't surprised that Dallas was able to win. And Dak had some of the moments that he had, the running game. I mean, Zeke at one point, I hurdled a dude. Tony Pollard's electric coming out of that backfield. To me, this Dallas defense, there are some teams that you can go across the, the league and say Denver's one of those squads. You just mentioned Green Bay feeling pretty good about their defense. The Niners, when they're healthy, Dallas's defense is right up there. Like, to me, that's the thing that's going to put this team over the top in this division or potentially a run in the postseason. Coach, before you sound off, I want you to hear what Dak Prescott said after the game. Quote, a win's a win. 
I really don't care how it gets done. A win's a win. I know how talented this team is. I know what we can be, Dak said. It's not about me. It's about all of us. And I'm just trying to make sure I play my part and make sure I put this team in the right situation, in the right situation, each and every play. Now, that sounds great from a game manager. That sounds like Cooper that Rush should be talking. That sounds great from a Cooper Rush. Yeah. That sounds great from a Taylor Heineke. That does not sound great to me from a $40 million quarterback. Is that what you do? You pay a guy $40 million to play a part, to assume the role of complimentary game manager? You pay a quarterback to win, okay? Write that down. You pay a quarterback to win. If it means throw the ball 48 times a game, if it means hand it off 48 times a game, find a way to win the game. Now, yes, we somehow expect the guys who get paid the most to throw for the most touchdowns, all right? But this was a game, I think strategically they placed him back in this lineup against the Lions at home. Next stop is at home against the Bears. Um, So he could win this game while being still a little rusty, okay? While being, hey, I'm still trying to grip this ball and rip it the way I used to, and it's not going to be easy to do that because, A, they're a different team than they were a year ago when they were number one on offense. No Amari Cooper. Three offensive linemen are, 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 are gone. And so they're going to be different. I thought coming back against the Lions, who were last in the league and run defense, they would just play smash mouth, throw the ball 20 times and just feed Zeke and Tony Pollard and rush for 200 yards. In fact, I, I thought they should have run the ball even more often because Detroit's defense is not good against the run. And then and then Dak appeared to be a little rusty at times. He, he missed some receivers. He had some throws he'd like to have back. Um, but not turning the ball over, yeah, that's a Cooper Rush kind of a recipe, right? It's a good recipe for anybody. But they got the win. They let the Lions hang around too long. Um, sometimes it's okay to win ugly. I like that because, Coach, you always remind us, let's get out of the fantasy football world yeah. and get back to the reality football world. The only stat that matters wins. Dak got one. Congrats to those Cowboys. Okay, Coach, let's give the kid what he came for, the New York Giants on the road <laughs> in Jacksonville. Jones back to throw. Fires one deep down the right side. He's got a receiver. Leaping, tried, made for it. And it's caught for the touchdown. Jones threw it up high. And it's caught for the touchdown by the New York football Giants. Now, this one had all the feels of a classic trap game. And yet, Giants 23, Jags 17, <laughs> yeah. 10 unanswered fourth quarter points, secured the comeback win. Daniel Jones goes 19 for 30, 202, and a tug. Saquon Barkley, 24 carries, 110, gets stronger as the game goes on. Love to see that. It wasn't pretty, but to quote Dak Prescott, a win's a win. Mike, how are you feeling today? Are you gushing with joy, blushing with nerves, or hushing the hype? God, you're so good with the words. It's unbelievable to me. I'm, I, I hate to say that I'm blushing. I'm wearing a whole lot of makeup right now because we're, we're about to head out to the set in a few minutes. I am still cautiously optimistic about this football team. Here's the beauty of it. Good teams figure out ways to win when they're not playing their best. This team has consistently figured out a way late in games, fourth quarter, being down. I, I got to imagine they, they've been double-digit Deficit. They've been facing double-digit deficits. I, I got to say, almost probably every single game. Almost every th- game. this single season. It's not every game. And here's here's like the wild thing about this. They're down in the fourth quarter, and here's the shift from a fan's perspective. Me, the fan who's wearing a Giants hat when I'm watching the game, I say to myself, you know what? This is the turning point. To me, I felt like, oh, we're getting the ball back. We got an opportunity in the fourth. We're going to win this game. I couldn't tell you the last time as a Giants. I mean, Eli was still playing. The last time I felt that confident that they could execute late in a ball game, the Saquon factor has been the difference maker. We, we are well aware of that. He looks like the dude that I saw at Penn State. Mm-hmm. It just, he, he's been terrific. He's been terrific, and he's healthy. And defensively, the, the stops that they're getting, I mean, just think about these moments. There's just a totally different vibe around this team. And I know we've been hammering home the, the, the day ball situation. He has completely changed the complexity of this football team. Every single game seven that they've played, has come down to the last possession. Yeah. Now, cardiac kids, call them what you want, but lucky, opportunistic, whatever those words are, the league, we, are playing more close games than ever before because of parity. That's uh, it's perfect, okay? The Giants have been in seven for seven, and they've won six of them. That's ridiculous. That only, only awesome, awesome teams even think about being six or out of seven with close games. Now that speaks to Brian Dable and his coaching staff because what's important in a close game 
taking care of the football for sure. And he's got, seems to have Daniel Jones over the hump with ball security. Two-minute drive at the end of a game or two-minute defense. Hang on. They were one yard away from losing yeah. that thing when yeah. Trevor Lawrence shot it in there right at the end. But that's that speaks to being a good situational football yeah. team or having the ball at the end in a four-minute drill saying, we have the lead and you ain't getting it back. Right. I mean, so in the red zone when they need to. The situational football has been good to them. That speaks of really good coaching. Now, is that sustainable? They're not blowing anybody out. They're coming from behind most of the time. Yeah. But you are what you're record says you are. Bill Parcells said that, right? And then he said, that's why we lift all them weights. But but anyway, th- this is the, the one, probably the story of the season, the, the resurgence of the New York football giants. I know we got other games to talk about real quick here, though. I just painted the picture from a Giants fan feeling like you can win a game in the fourth quarter, which hasn't been the case. I guarantee you Ravens fans right now, when they have a lead in the fourth quarter and that other the opposition gets the ball, their fans are going, Uh-oh. oh, you know what? This is going to happen again. Yep. It is a subtle distinction around some of these teams, and it speaks to the margin of, of error, which is really, really small every single Sunday. I, it is mind-boggling to me, the parity that we're getting in this league. If you can keep your head when all around you are losing theirs, What's more, you'll be a man, my son. You are <laughs> that's Vince Lombardi or or, uh, or, or Shakespeare. Who no, was we'll that? Get some was, uh, was in there. Vince. Who was- <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. We are joined today by the Mooch and the Yam, which sounds like a children's Mooch and Yam, that yeah, sounds yeah. like uh, Mariucci and Mike Yam. The one place I wouldn't want to be right now is on the schedule of the Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow throws toward the left side. Oh. Back shoulder throw. Chase makes the catch. Cuts it into the, the field. Bye-bye. And the chase Woo. of Chase is unsuccessful. A 41-yard touchdown. Coach, this team has hydrated. They got a B12 shot. They pounded some coffee, took a nap, had a cold shower, and just like that, the Super Bowl runner-up hangover is out of their system. Look, you don't want to play these guys, not if you're the undefeated Eagles, not if you're Patrick Mahomes, not if you're Josh Allen. This is a dangerous, scary team, are they not? It's that B12 shot they take. <laughs> this this is an example of a team that came into the season after you know being the AFC champs with high expectations. Well, but they weren't a perfect team, were they? They needed to redo their offensive line. They got four new starters on the offensive line, and they don't start the season very fast. Everybody's going, oh, they didn't get it fixed. Well, you know what? Offensive line is like synchronized swimming. You got to be on the same page, right? You got to be together. And it takes time to get better at a, as a unit with your offensive line. You know what? They're getting better. We knew Jamar Chase was a beast. We knew Joe Burrow can do it. You know what? They're starting to put it together. Look yeah. out because this team is starting to play like we expected them to play. Hell, they had almost 400 yards in the first half. They scored their first four possessions touchdowns, and they're a scary team right now. Mikey M., I want you to circle two dates on your calendar. December 4th, the Bengals host the Chiefs. Ooh. January 2nd, the Bengals host 
the Bills. Oh, Ooh. here we go. Right? Ooh. Some very good games in our future. A very good team yeah. on our map right now in Cincinnati. Coach can probably speak to this better than anyone, but we made so much of the offensive line issues from a season ago. He was on his back every single 70 game. 70 sacks. Through the Super Bowl. And yet... There was, it's a work in progress, right? I think there's still even a little bit of a work in progress. I will say this, going back to something that Mooch said earlier in this podcast, it's not seven on seven, it's team football. I'll tell you what, that first quarter, that first half, it felt like seven and seven, seven on seven watching Cincinnati. Those dudes just get up on the field. All those explosive plays. I mean, Chase looks like, Michael Robinson said this to me the other day. I don't know if it was with you, Andrew, on this podcast or if it was NFL Explained. He said the best wide receivers never have to find that extra gear and are, are running as fast as they possibly can on the football field. Jamar Chase, that separation, that dude looks like he was jogging out there on his way to the end zone on that second TD. It felt like seven on seven. And it looked like it too. They, they He completed his first 16, yeah. 16 in a row yeah. and scored touchdowns on four drives in a row and it, it was just too easy. Yeah. Next game, next question. Is the story that Mike Evans signed an autograph the thing? Or is it that he dropped the pen? Play action fake dropping as Brady wants to throw off. Throws it deep downfield. Got a wide open. It's caught ball. Juggled and incomplete. Mike Evans frustrated. He had it at his fingertips. It would have been a touchdown. What? In all seriousness, <laughs> when the greatest to ever do it throws 49 times against a team that recently shipped a key wide out, their head coach, and their best player, you do not expect a losing scoreline of 21-3. to We touched on this earlier when talking about Aaron Rodgers. Coach, is there a simple answer to the question, what in the actual hell is going on in Tampa? There's no simple answer. That's, that's the beauty of football. Um, it's not like golf, you know, where you're, you're, you know, you're just a little bit off with your swing. This is a lot of moving parts. Their defense isn't quite exactly the same. Their coaching staff isn't the same. Tom Brady's protection when they lost their guard center and guard, and then they had some other injuries to compound that, that's difficult for a drop-back quarterback. A scrambling quarterback can deal with that a little bit easier than a Tom Brady who plays from the pocket. Um, their run game has been abandoned. It's like Jim Morris Sr. once said, we didn't run the ball, we didn't try to run the ball, we didn't do diddly-poo. And they're not running the ball with Leonard Fournette. He's, he's got over 100 catches, but they're not handing it off to him enough. The receiving core isn't the same. There's a little, they're a little bit out of whack. And, and we all know that Tom's dealing with some personal things. That doesn't help the situation either. And so uh, it's, just, uh, it's just kind of interesting to watch this team when we all expected them to be, oh boy, Tom Brady retired, he came back, look out, he wants another Super Bowl. And it doesn't look like they're a Super Bowl team. And yet, Mike, as, as Coach pointed out earlier, the Bucks at three and four, as dire as, and maybe unexpected as that looks and sounds and feels, that's a situation that seems a lot more readily, easily fixable than the Packers. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% right. And I'll take it even a step further. Uh, with that analysis, you both had said something to the effect of maybe Green Bay starts thinking about trying to pluck a wide receiver you know, in free agency, trying to make something work. That's a very different situation than what Tom Brady's dealing with. These these, these skill position players are there. Um, what's sort of fascinating is sort of thinking about that timeline, right? Like, I don't know, coach, you, you played, you coach, you understand this stuff better than anyone. When I hear timing and guys being in sync, he played with these dudes. But I think about Mike Evans missing a game because of the suspension. I think about Chris Godwin coming off of injury. I think about Antonio Brown, not with this football team. It, it does feel different. And I'll give you credit, Mooch, because before the season started, we talked about the Bucks, and you were overly concerned, and you said it on a bunch of our shows about that offensive line and defenses, that penetration coming up in Tom's face and what that was going to mean. And look, not everyone talks about it a ton when, when analyzing this stuff, but these guys are human beings. They are real people. They're not robots. I, I can't help but think, I don't remember a time looking at Tom on a sideline looking like he looks right now. And I'm thinking, hey, maybe some of that off the field stuff, some of the family stuff is impacting because that doesn't look like Tom to me at all. Next game, Ravens 23, Browns 20. Scott Edwards alone in the backfield. He'll get the carry left side. He's got a hole. He's going to walk in. Touchdown, Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens tried to give away a lead 
yet again, but finally they failed to do so. Now, not so much action Jackson, nine for 16, 120 yards. Gus the bus, 16 carries, 66 yards, two tugs. Hard to say what the story of this game is. Red zone failure for the Ravens. Do you worry or do you celebrate the fact that they found a way to win and then you assume that later the stars will shine? It's a difficult question. I only have difficult questions for you today, coach. <laughs> Who are the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know. <laughs> 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 they can be so difficult to defend at times, and they can be so shoot yourself in the foot uh, to to predictable to like what what are they doing? It's a hard it's a hard watch sometimes. It's and Lamar Jackson is in in a category by himself in terms of his his uh, skill set and what he can do that nobody else can do. And then, then you look at their receiving core, and it's not, you know, you lose Hollywood Brown, and then, you know, it's like, all right, you got a great tight end in Andrews, but uh, who do we throw the ball to around here when we need to come back? And their problem has been hanging on to leads, and a good running team should be able to hang on to leads. It's a, it's a tough one for me. Uh, they're going to be fighting all the way through because we all know they're very well coached. Um, but they were just lacking consistency in every phase of their game. You say it's a hard watch. Mike intimated it a moment ago. The, the viewing experience of a Ravens fan in a fourth quarter, even with the lead, this kind of this dread that they're going to do it again. God, I, I feel like I'm always the optimist on this show, which is weird for me if you know me in, in, in real life. I'll say this. Gus Edwards coming back. I think that was a positive, and I think it speaks to what Mooch was talking about with this running attack. They are literally a few plays from being the team to beat in the NFL. So while I'm concerned about some of these losses late, I say to myself, at the end of the day, who am I comfortable with? Lamar Jackson and him executing. And I know, look, there's been some moments yeah. where this season yeah. that hasn't happened. I still feel pretty good about having him on my side of the field and knowing that I have literally the best kicker of all time. Like that to me is a nice little insurance safety net policy. I still feel okay. I'd rather be the Ravens than a slew of other teams right now that we're questioning. I know. Well, absolutely. They're the team you do not want to play in the playoffs. Breaking news out of Indianapolis. Frank Reich has benched Matt Ryan for the rest of the season after Titans take down the Colts 19 to 10. Ryan gets rid of it quickly. It's intercepted. 're gets the start now yes we know that Matt Ryan has a grade two shoulder separation but Frank Reich made oddly clear in his comments that the change at the quarterback position was not because of injury but in fact was because he wants to go a different direction this is seismic is this a desperate times call for desperate measures kind of deal is this a long overdue renovation or modernization at the quarterback position in Indy how do you read this no, it's crazy to me. And Frank Reich's got to be just, you know, a little bit in wonderment. What do I have to do to find a quarterback? He's had, you know, from, from Matt to Wentz, Phillip Rivers, set. You just, I mean, just find a guy. Find a guy for continuity's sake, all right? Somewhere, somehow. Um, there's, is there an Andrew Luck out there that they're going to end up getting? I don't think so. And so... It's surprising to me. The other thing that's surprising to me is to say publicly he's benched for the season. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. They might need him in the third quarter of their next game to come off the bench for an ineffective quarterback or an injured quarterback to win a game. He's won games before. He won last week. Um, it, it, this is, there, there must be more to the story than we know. Got to be. And when the rest of the season clause came out in his comments, I would have liked to have seen the look on Ursay's face and Chris Ballard's face. Sometimes um, you wonder if the owner meddles in this stuff, too. I'm just telling you. Never rule it out. Never obviously. rule it out. No, never rule it out. But, Mike, let me remind our listeners, last week alone, Matty Ice went 42 for 58 for 389 yards and three touchdowns in a win against the Jags. What happened? I, I could not be more disappointed by what we're seeing from this Colts team. I was ready to say, okay, some injuries early, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor the last couple of weeks missing some of these games. I'm going to throw these numbers at you. 50, 30, 37, 37, 41, 58, 44. Those are the passing attempts from Matt Ryan this Probably season. Probably the most in the league, right? It's got to be. I, I don't know. Jonathan Taylor gets 
10 carries, 10 carries over the weekend. For 58 yards. And by the way, so it was, God, I, my memory is not great. I think it might have been a 13-3 game, something along those lines. You're not out of it in the second half. You have arguably the best running back in the NFL sitting there with 10 carries. It doesn't make sense to me. If you were that concerned about Matt Ryan, if the shoulder's that bad, why is this dude throwing 44 times in a game? Why has he got a game where he's throwing 50 times? Like, it doesn't, that stuff doesn't make sense to me. Well, to Coach's point, there may be something else going on behind the scenes that we simply don't know about. Henry on the right side, 45, 50, 45, 40, cuts to the outside and is taken down inside the 30. Hello. Let's give Derrick Henry a little love. He had 30, 30 carries, 128 yards. The Titans have almost quietly strung together four straight wins. The Colts are still 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Commanders next. They'll have Sam Ellinger under center. Titans get the Texans next. Next game at mile high, Jets 16, Broncos 9. Ball sweep to the left. Ball with blockers in front. Has a crease for the 45 to the 50. Left sideline 40. Down the sideline 30. He's gone. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Brees Hall. House call. The Jets, not a misprint, are 5 and 2. The Broncos, not a misprint, are 2 and 5. Zach Wilson, 16 for 26, 121 <laughs> yards. Less is more. Yeah. Brees Hall. Ugh. Had a great day going, feared mm. torn ACL. He is out for the season. But, Coach, I want to throw these names at you. Sauce Gardner, mm. C.J. Mosley, mm. D.J. Reed, Jordan Whitehead, Quincy Williams, Quinnen Williams. This is a team defined by defense, isn't it? Yeah, they have a defensive-minded coach, Robert Sala, who I just spoke to this morning. And uh, just to congratulate him, I just will remind you, Drew, that uh, he and I both went to the Northern Michigan University, uh, not together. But anyway, I'm proud of the job that he's doing because he's got a very young team, a very, very young team that they don't know that they're supposed to be an average team this year. They win some games, and all of a sudden, we can go into Lambeau and just beat down the Packers. Are you kidding me? We're pretty good. And they're playing fast. They're playing with confidence right now. They are sharing the wealth. I mean, it's not just really one guy. Um, they're so optimistic right now. I, I, I'm just, that's one of the cool stories. Are they going to win that division? I don't think so. I think the Bills are going to win the division. But are, are they a playoff team? Yeah. Looks like it right now. It looks like it, doesn't it? He's got to be thrilled. I can't even imagine the smile ear to ear that he's got because they're winning football games because of their defense. We saw the success he had with the Niners, and I'll take it a step further. While it's devastating that Brees is is going to be probably missing the rest of the season, I don't know if that was confirmed, right? ACL I believe injury. it is, yes. Um, you know, that, that hurts because I think you can make an argument he was the best offensive player at, as a rookie so far this season. Kenneth Walker's obviously coming on strong now with opportunity, but Zach Wilson... He's not making mistakes. Now, he, he's not electric right now. He's not, not asking him to exactly. do it. And that's the best part about all of it. Like, he don't, he's throwing for like a buck 50 or, or in that range. No turnovers. That's what I care about. Let this defense do its deal. You're only as good as your next game in the NFL, not your last game. The next game for the Jets in Foxborough against the Patriots should be fascinating. Broncos get the Jags next. Brett Rippon, there, we name checked you. That's all we need to say. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast with Mikey M and Steve Mariucci in attendance. I am NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and the man who tripped the baller alert in Vegas on Sunday was none other than Josh Jacobs. Delayed hand up to Jacobs. Huge hole at the middle, 10. Cuts right side, 5. Touchdown, Jacobs. The hat trick in the end zone. Final stat line for Josh Jacobs, 20 carries, 143 yards, 3. Count them, 3 touchdowns. Final score, 38-20. What's your takeaway there, Coach? Yeah, you know, this this Raider team is... Uh... You know, they're in last place over there, but fighting like crazy, actually, they jumped ahead of the Broncos now. But uh, I think it's a, it, I think Josh McDaniels is going to have some success there. And they didn't start to see, they lost a bunch of close games, you know. Um, they happen to be in a division with the Chiefs, who really look good against the 49ers this week. But the Raiders, you know, they're starting to come around a little bit. Uh, I like Derek Carr. I always have. And when you surround him with some weapons... And a run game, and that defense is getting better. I think the Raiders are going to be, they might not be the, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not, but they're sure going to be the spoiler because I think they can beat anybody at any time. Mike, I see you counting on your hand. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, which is that the Raiders may not see a loss for another five, six weeks? Looking at their schedule right now, next five, feel good about it. Saints, Jags, Colts, Broncos, and Seahawks. Those are the next five. Mm. If they win the five, which are, are winnable games for them, their swag heading into that Chargers game. But by the way, LA right now, their offense looks that looks weird to me, what, what we're seeing production wise. So why can't they go? By the way, they outplayed the Chiefs. And I know they lost that yes. game, but they outplayed Kansas Absolutely. City. So this is a good football team. Next five are winnable Chiefs, Rams, Patriots remaining. And look, I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to run the table because I do. I don't actually believe that. But I don't look at the remaining portion of their schedule and say they can't win every single one of those games. Niners and Chiefs at the end of the season make it difficult, but we'll see what they look like at that point of the season. And Jacobs, by the way, is going to get paid a tremendous amount of money in the offseason. Now that game in Las Vegas, Raiders 38, what did I say? Texans 20. Now that's a game that went the way it probably should have. Yeah. Unlike what happened across the street at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. Toss to Walker, goes right side, has a little running room. Parkinson out front. Here comes oh up the sideline. He's on the run 40, down to the 30. Are they going to catch him? I don't think so. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks. Mike, you hinted at this game. Let's talk about this game. Seahawks 37, Chargers 23. Now, can we go ahead, Coach, and give Geno Smith the Comeback Player of the Year award? Yeah, well, it depends on how you want to describe the Comeback Player of the Year. To me, it's always about it coming back from an injury, not coming off the bench and playing better. But what about better. coming back from the hinterlands of backup? <laughs> that <laughs> is an injury to your ego, okay? Yeah. You know, he's shocking everybody. It's like maybe not himself but because he's one of those confidence kids, I guess, but he's playing better than expected. He's got the highest completion percentage in the league and it's not just, it's not a dink and dunk team. Throw the ball on my side of the line of scrimmage all the time like some teams are playing right now. It's down the field to these speed balls that they have. Gino going to lay it up over the top. That's a good one in the back of the end zone. He has got it. Touchdown Seahawks! And that ball thrown perfectly. A 20-yard touchdown and the Seahawks are on the board first, six nothing. And it's to, it's it's uh, refreshing. It's it's. I didn't think the Seahawks would be worth a darn this year. They're playing better on both sides of the ball. They they have hope. They have some excitement with this team. They have a young team. They're starting two rookie offensive tackles for crying out loud. Who does that? If I had told you at no. the beginning of the season that the Seahawks had <laughs> no. a very good chance of making the playoffs no. and that the Broncos didn't have a clue, nor did they have a chance at a playoff run, would you have bought what I was selling? Hell no. Hell no. I, I Look, I think every single person, um, and Mooch, I don't want to speak for you, but for everyone who's not here present, I'll speak for them. <laughs> I don't think anyone believed that the Seahawks would have the success, and more specifically, Gino would have the type of success that he is having on the football field. Everyone was just sort of waiting for the other shoe to fall off. Well, well guess what here? you know, We're knocking on the door of week eight at this point. I think it's a matter of just saying, you know what? We were wrong. The dude actually is, is being put in a, in a position to succeed. And I think kudos to Pete Carroll. Right, like I don't know if he's getting enough credit for some of the performance. Gino's been in this league for a long time and hasn't played like this. Ten seconds. Are the Seahawks a playoff team? They're a wild card team in my mind. I don't think they're going to win the division. I believe the Niners will win yeah. the N NFC West, but the Seahawks are positioning themselves to be the wild card team, one of the wild card teams. Two games to go. Welcome back, Tua. Finns win. Finns win 16 to 10. Tua stepping up. Getting it to Mostert in space in the end zone. Touchdown, Miami. I don't have much to say about that game. Do you? 
Nice to see Tua out there. And I think the one thing that we thought we would see, we were seeing it once again, and that's that speed on the football field. Tyreek is ridiculous. I love the way that they were using uh, Mostert in that football game. I think maybe they pick up right where they left off last time. And credit, by the way, to the Steelers who just continue to fight. Yeah, and 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 Waddle and they, they got. Yeah. And I thought I thought they would play carefully with Tua coming out in this game. They put him back in the pot. They they go. they just chucked it down the field, man. I mean, it was where he left off. Yep. And that was kind of fun to watch. And then, of course, everybody holds their breath when he takes off out of the pocket. And then uh, he gets up. All right, he gets up. Woo. Okay. And so it's it's kind of a interesting story this year because of the kid and his health and the resurgence of the Dolphins and all of that. But, uh, you know, he's an easy guy to root for. Welcome back to uh, Welcome back to the scariest team in the NFL status for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the last game we will discuss. Kansas City Chiefs 44, San Francisco 49ers, keepers of the Top defense, at least before kickoff, 23. Time to throw over the middle. Juju Smith-Schuster wide open, 25-20. Jukes the safety. 10 gets a block. Angling near side pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. It is yards after catch all day long. Coach Mahomes went 25 for 34, 423 yards, three touchdowns, one early pick. You saw him on the sideline right after getting to work, doing his homework, addressing the wrong. And boy, did they address the wrong. That was one heck of a comeback win. What did you see that we didn't see from the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, they're fun to watch. Um, I think I think this league has two superior teams right now, Chiefs being one of them with the Bills. And they're, they're both up there, and everybody else is hoping to get there someday. Would you not put the Eagles there? Not yet. Not yet. I, I think okay. I, I think the Eagles are the you know probably the most complete team in the NFC, but those two AFC teams are really super super teams right now. Patrick Mahomes, thankfully he's the face of the NFL because he's he is he's got it. He gets it. He's he's uh, you'd love to coach a guy like that, not just because he throws the ball here and there, but because of how he handles adversity, how he supports his teammates. And when they lost Tyreek Hill, everybody's going to say, oh boy, now they can't throw the ball worth a darn. You better get the running game going. They throw the ball just as well as they ever have, just a different way. It's just a little bit more of a diversified attack. How about National Tight End Day with these two guys, Kittle and Kelsey? They both get the same, what, 98 yards and six catches each, exactly. And so um, it was fun to watch, but one tidbit here for you, Drew. Since they played in the uh, Super Bowl three years ago, all right, the Chiefs and the Niners, because it's hard to stay on top. It's hard to keep your players and pay everybody, and, you know, it's hard to stay there. Kansas City's record is 31-9. and nine. That's still dominating. Stop. The Niners have a losing record mm. since then, 19-21. and 21. And that's interesting to me to, to see, you know, it, it speaks to injuries and all the different things. But right now, the Chiefs have been able, with Andy Reid winning six divisions in a row, looks like number seven, to stay on top for a long time. Pitch it to him. His first carry is a good one. McCaffrey has a first down, and this crowd is feeling it. Ten touches for Christian McCaffrey in his Niners debut. Uh, Did you see anything from this Niners performance that's worth watching in the film room, or should they just throw this one out? So here's what I will say, and I pause because I think all of us feel like the Niners are going to win this division, and the Christian McCaffrey factor is a huge one. But I don't think any Niners fan, and I I was in the Bay for ten years before I moved down here, I got to imagine talk radio is focused in on one thing, and it's not Christian McCaffrey. It's the pick that Jimmy threw. Blitz is coming. Garoppolo and Drabble throws it up for grabs, and it's intercepted. Joshua Williams. Oh, my goodness. That moment feels like all the things that we knew we at some point would get from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think the naysayers will point to that moment. You know, they score a touchdown. What were they at the five? It was whatever, third and goal, second and goal, whatever it was. That changes the complexion of the game. I still don't know if they win this game. Deficiencies in terms of health on the defensive side. That moment there gave me pause for a second. And I'm a big Jimmy supporter. But I sat there and said, damn, like this is, that's what Niners fans have, have seen in a moment like that at home against the Chiefs, it's like, ooh, it's, it's bad flashbacks. I called the Packers your Packers because they are. I'm calling the Niners your Niners because they are. You get the last word on this, Coach. Uh, hope for your Niners. Wait, Is you this call the Lions just, my Lions? Cause. Darn right I do, when it's appropriate, not today. Um, is there something on the film tape 
that you will watch and learn from? Or is this one of those performances that you just say, look, we ran into a buzzsaw. Let's move on. Yeah. Focus on the this. This is not game. one of those, okay, I'm going to take the film, I'm going to go out and have a ceremony and bury the tape in no, the. In the it's not we're going to look at it. We're going to look at it hard. We're going to detail it. We're going to find out why uh, or where we could be better, what we did well against the team that is. This was a good barometer yes, for this yeah, team. Standard to, check. To, to measure where we are against the elite. If we want to be a Super Bowl team, this is who we have to play and beat. And this is where the matchups have to be a little bit better. That's got to be better taking care of the ball. We got to use Christian McCaffrey instead of what? He, how many plays? Fifteen plays? Whatever. Yeah, ten he, touches total. Ten touches, uh, and then uh, how? I don't, I don't know, know how, how many snaps he got. Forgive but me. I don't have that number. That's going to increase as time goes on. And, yes. and Mike said he's going to be a factor. Yes, he's going to be a huge factor. And so you know they're starting to get healthy. Uh, you know Trent Williams finally came back, and and uh, he's a he's a huge factor. And, and the Niners. The Niners say, hey, all right, if we clean this up and this up and this up, we can play with these guys. So that was a good game to have. This has been NFL Total Access, the podcast. I want to thank today's guests, Steve Mariucci and Mike Yim. Join us tomorrow for a first look at the Total Access game of the week, the Packers and the Bills Sunday night in Buffalo. Packers open, your Packers coach, open as 10.5-point underdogs. That's the first time (laughs) in Aaron Rodgers' career that he has been a double-digit dog. He says he's not worried. Does he know something we don't? Or is this false bravado? Answers tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.